Hello, and welcome to Anime Audio Commentary. Today I'll be commenting on episode 3 of Dungeon Meshi. If you'd like to watch along, then start watching now. You know, I just realized that the opening music was performed by the same group that did the opening music for the second half of Spy Family's first season, and I gotta say, uh, I think they've done a pretty good job on both, and, you know, the versatility is sort of surprising to me. I feel like perhaps, uh, I don't know, the song was written specifically for this, because it sort of has, like, that sort of, uh, like, medieval fantasy vibe to it. It, it would be interesting if they had written something deliberately rather than using something they had written before for an album or something like that. Now, we seem to just be back to uh, the usual sort of dungeon delving stuff. Now, something tells me that uh, they might eat a monster this episode. Although it seems like the big issue now is that uh, Lias has lost a little bit of decoration on his sword. And, you know, normally this wouldn't be a big deal, but it seems to have been a memento. And I feel like, you know, maybe if it was a memento you should have taken slightly better care of it. But, uh, you know, maybe we wouldn't have a story if that were the case. So I guess this is kind of interesting, you know, a little bit of history in that it used to be the case that there was gold everywhere in abundance, and that people would sort of delve down here to try and uh, pick at the gold, but I guess seeing how everything looks these days, you know, it's mostly been picked over in its entirety. 
Oh, I think I know where this is going. You know, normally you don't just have fully armed suits of armor standing around, you know. Yeah, there we go. Animated armor. Rather dangerous stuff because, you know, inherently it's got to be, like, kind of tough. But, you know, there are ways around it. If you have, like, any sort of anti-magic, you can pretty handily take care of them. But... Yeah, I guess case in point here, animated armor is really tough to handle when you're a newbie adventurer. As is the case with Laius. I mean, even those other guys who are seemingly veterans, or at least... Veterans in comparison, you know... Like, that guy, he just got stabbed through the throat. Like, he's not coming back from that. Not without magic. Oh, dear. Wow. Okay, so I'm wondering, like... Alright, there we go. Yeah. He died his first death. So that's interesting. You know... Just that line alone implies that not only is resurrection magic imminently possible, so, you know, they can save Laius' sister, but it, it's also plentiful enough that, you know, you can be so flippant as to say, my first death. Yeah. You know, I think Laius is out of line here. You, you probably shouldn't eat animated armor. Sure, I suppose in a pinch, if you were starving, you could eat the leather straps, but... Stick to living stuff, man. Come on. So I guess there are a couple possibilities here. You know, you don't have to fight them in a straight-up fight. You can use your noggin here. So I guess that's part of the issue, you know, you don't know which ones in this corridor are the animated sets. It could be all of them, it could be none of them. But I feel like just a little, just a little abjuration spell would be enough to basically knock these guys down for the count. That, or I suppose, you know, you could just sort of dismember them. I mean, when you think about it, they would be just as subject to dismemberment as a normal person would be. Perhaps even slightly less so, seeing as how armor has to have joints built into it to allow a person to move. I mean, of course, as I'm now saying this, the armor's reassembling itself, which I feel like is probably a new development. I guess the idea here is that if you want to truly dismember them and keep them down for good, then, uh... You have to do a good and thorough job, you know, what's a, what's a lone torso going to do, you know? In that regard, it's kind of like uh, the Black Knight from Monty Python, you know, hack off all his limbs, you know, what are you gonna do, bite my shins? Now that is another interesting little line there, the idea that you know, this dungeon is sort of like uh, an ecosystem, and there could be something aggravating the monsters. You know, sure, monsters might normally be in a bad, bellicose mood, but... You know, today could be an especially bad day. 
And I guess what compounds this idea is that they seem to be acting out of the ordinary, indicating that there's something else going on. And I guess that's the real interesting bit. You know, animated armor, it's not a spontaneous phenomenon. It has to be armor that's enchanted. Therefore, there's got to be a spellcaster. And if there's a spellcaster, you know, you might be uh, controlling them, and if so, you would have to be nearby. Now, I've got a bit of a bad feeling that Lias might suggest eating the spellcaster, but I figure, uh, that, that's gotta be beyond the pale, right? You know, you can't eat, like, sapient things, because it's too close to cannibalism. I'm pretty sure Marcel made her objection pretty clear to that in the previous episode. Or, uh, was that the first episode, actually? I think it was when they were making the fruit tarts. You know, that, that is another interesting topic. How exactly do these uh, animated suits of armor perceive things? You know, they can't see, they can't hear, necessarily. Do they have magical senses? I feel like that would have to be the case. Although I suppose knowing what precisely the mechanism of their senses is, that could be used to defeat them. I mean, it seems like, if nothing else, they're not infallible. You know, this sort of, uh... ruse was able to... allow Elias to sneak past him. At least in part. I mean, you know, there's this big guy here. And I would say that the comparative splendor of his armor, uh... indicates that he's gonna be a much tougher opponent. I mean, those other guys just have swords, but this guy's got a shield, too, and his armor's nice and sculpted. You know... That, if nothing else, indicates to me that this is like a boss creature, you know? This isn't something somebody can take on one-on-one -on -one unless you are... superlatively skilled. Yeah, so Lys has a, a good idea here, you know, maybe, uh, maybe render it immobile by hacking off its limbs, but, you know, this creature seems considerably more competent. I guess it's rather unfortunate that his sword decided to shatter now, you know, perhaps to sort of reinforce the, uh, the fear from before. Alright, so that's interesting. You know, hint, hint. There's something on its shield, and, uh... If I were to gamble on it, I'd say that that thing is, uh... What's causing the bizarre activity. You know, it might not be controlling the armor, but, uh... The armor is, for some reason, protecting it. And I guess, case in point, it seems to be some sort of egg. I guess the question is, why is the armor protecting it, you know? Because I was generally under the impression that animated armor isn't, uh... 
isn't really sapient in the way that living creatures are, you know. They can sense things and they can do stuff, but they don't really have a mind of their own, so to speak. So this is an interesting hypothesis, actually. You know, they're not magical at all. They are organisms, and that egg is its own egg, or something to that effect. Of course, you know, he learns the wrong lesson here. If they are truly living creatures, then that means they can be eaten. I feel like they would have to be, uh... Some sort of, uh... What would you call it? Like, some sort of, like, amorphous creature that would benefit from having an exoskeleton. Like, I feel like, uh... Like, um... Almost like a parasite or something, like a tapeworm, like something long and spindly that, under normal circumstances, doesn't have good means of locomotion. You know, this really is a much more interesting twist than it's just armor animated by magic, because, you know, in Dungeon Magic, the whole idea is they want to eat monsters, so, uh, something normally inedible like armor, you know, I, I guess that would be a good way of sort of bypassing that. You know, I feel like, uh, if any of these options were the case, there would have been evidence of it before. And I, I do think it's also interesting that the animated armor is considerably strong for whatever creatures inside the armor. I mean, Lias was talking about how it might be a slime, it might be a swarm of things, it might be something with long limbs. And he sort of deduced that the latter was the most likely, and I'm bound to admit that I probably agree with that. I mean, I feel like, um, of all the above types of creatures mentioned, something with long limbs would likely have the intelligence to do the sort of things the animated armor is seemingly capable of. And I guess this sort of uh, gives more credence to the idea that uh, it must be groups of things. And I guess a mollusk in this case. Yeah, you know, maybe mollusk was the sort of word I was looking for before. Like something sort of like amorphous, but not like a slime per se. I mean, I guess maybe mollusks are sort of slimy creatures. Okay, so now I guess it's uh, rather obvious, you know, we get to see them in action trying to uh, reattach their limbs and all that. I guess once you sort of uh, understand what's at play here, the armor's a lot less scary because, uh, you know, at least animated armor, the idea that it is magical in nature, like that, that adds a certain bit of fear to it. You know, like, that's scary. But if it's just, like, a bunch of mollusks or similar critters, like, 
you know, that sort of thing can be dealt with. So I guess this just sort of uh, reinforces the idea that once you know what you're dealing with, then and only then can you really sort of uh, start to handle it. I mean, Marcel herself, she sort of assumes that based on the ornate armor, it must have been a magic user. But, you know, that really couldn't be further from the truth. And I guess this is also uh, a nice little parable on teamwork, you know. Individually, the mollusks are weak, but together they form powerful animated armor. And in the same way, you know, the party members here could sort of uh, serve as an analogy for that. You know, that is an interesting point, too. If this whole thing that animated armor is really a bunch of mollusks, if that's not widely known, that would be interesting for... sort of anthropological reasons. I mean, that's probably not the right word for the field of study, but, uh... Yeah, you know, I can't say I blame Marcel for not wanting to eat this stuff. I mean, mollusks, that's, uh, that's generally seafood. And I guess that's something, too. Like, Senshi's not confident seeing how he's never used it. I mean, this is truly, uh, unexplored territory, you know? So I guess I'm sort of wondering how they're going to cook it, too. You know, I feel like maybe in the way you would cook uh, seafood or shellfish or something, sort of like boil it, uh, add a bit of like citrus or something like that. It's interesting that they're sort of like treating the armor like the shells of uh, of a shellfish. Uh, you know, that's, uh, that's disgusting, but I guess kind of necessary. You know, if you're eating something, you have to remove the internal organs and other inedible bits. It's inevitable, I guess, but, you know, it's not something I enjoy thinking about. Now, I do have to wonder, like, what's, uh, what's going to become of the armor? Because that's a pretty nifty set. You know, that helm, if nothing else, is, uh, rather, uh, elegant, I would say. You know, strike fear into the enemies and all that. I guess that's a good point. You know, Marcel is worried about food poisoning. I mean... I guess I can say that's one of the reasons why I generally avoid seafood, too, you know. I've heard, uh, of all the worst food poisoning cases, it's normally seafood involved. So, uh, that and, you know, the taste. Not too big on the taste. So I guess for all those reasons, I hate to say it, but I side with Marcel. 
I mean, I guess uh, good for him. It's supposedly delicious. You know, I feel like uh, if this were something like fugu, like pufferfish, like I'm pretty sure the neurotoxin in improperly prepared fugu is uh, a rather instantaneous thing. So, you know, if this sort of thing produced a similar sort of toxin, if Lias were to drop dead, it would probably be pretty quick, you know. I don't think they'd have to wait around too long before getting an answer. You know, I think one of the things I like best about this is that basically Marcel's proven wrong over and over and over again. Because while she's kind of correct in that like a lot of this stuff certainly seems gross, you know, it's prepared well all the time. And, you know, she sort of has to begrudgingly admit that, okay, this wasn't so bad. You know, I think uh, Chilchuck put it rather succinctly. No one would expect animated armor to really be shellfish. It is definitely an interesting concept and a rather nice twist, you know. Oh dear. Alright, so I guess that adds, uh, an unfortunate implication to previous adventures. You know, if Armor's holding hands, that means, uh, the mollusks are getting friendly with each other. Yeah, because, you know, you normally wouldn't think, uh... Huh. So that's interesting, because on the one hand... Uh, I'm wondering why he's being so uh, so skittish about that. Is he going to save it for emergency rations, that little critter in his sword? Or is it going to be like a pet or something? I'm wondering if this is going to come back and bite everyone in the rear.
Alright, well that's it for this episode. If you've enjoyed it, then by all means, tune in for the next one. See you, Space Cowboy. <laughs>